Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms, as well as discussing some of the films and shows we currently can't stop binging on. I'm Hannah Fernando. Yes, you are. And <laughs> I'm Ian McEwen. And coming up on today's show, we'll be talking about Lock and Key, the new Netflix mystery series. Also, spooky as well, series two of Castle Rock, the Stephen King horror anthology that's on netflix too what else are we talking about hannah um well we'll be looking at netflix again of course yes uh, drug trafficking drama narcos mexico yes um plus the latest in the to all the boys i've loved before film franchise thank goodness which is more up my street because let's be honest there's a lot of spooky tales to be told today oh, isn't there indeed <laughs> but before we start ian what's in the news can i just say i'm not okay with this hannah not see, the podcast, I see what you did there. Not the podcast <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about a new Netflix series. It's going to launch in February on the 26th, in fact. It's from the producers of Stranger Things. Now, I bet you love that, don't I you? I do. Uh, and the gist of it is it's about the home, school, and love life of a teenage girl who develops mysterious superpowers. So I loved Stranger Things. I'm going to watch this and we'll be reviewing it when it comes out. We will be. Yes. I have seen. Have you seen the trailer? Nope. Okay, I have. Come on, tell all. It's really funny, actually, because I really quite liked it and then she got the superpowers. The superpower thing, for uh, me... Why was, is everyone it, developing superpowers? Yes, it's, yeah. In Ragnarok, he had superpowers. It's just all a bit much for me. I, I, I think it will be good. Okay. It does look very good, but the superpower... I don't think they needed to introduce it. It could have just been the storyline without the superpowers. All right, you've okay. put it out there. What's caught your <laughs> eye in the news, dare um, I ask? Well... I hear um, Killing Eve is returning. You hear right. <laughs> um, this will be its third series um, and it's going to debut this spring, I believe. I believe um, you're right. And just like season two saw um, Emerald Fennel take over from the kind of show running duties from Phoebe Wallerbridge, um, season three will see Fear of the Walking Dead writer Suzanne Heathcote. Um, leading the charge as the writer. Tell so you what, you've done, be... you've done some research there. I know, I'm impressed. I like to just, uh, you know, All surprise I could think you sometimes. Of was fennel is a herb. That's the only thing that came <laughs> yeah, into my head. It can be very overpowering, that herb, I think. Okay. <laughs> well, let's kick off with this week's new shows. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Lock and Key yeah. uh, on Netflix arrives on Friday, the 7th of Feb. As I've said, it's a mystery thriller about this family who move into a spooky ancestral home. Let's have a listen to a clip. Hey, check it out. We're here. Welcome to Key House. I could never get your father to talk about his life here. My kids need a home. Does it have to be this home? This looks good, doesn't it? This does look good. Initially, I thought, well, the family name is Locke, so the title Locke and Key slightly grated Lock on me. Locke with an E. However, do you know who wrote the comic book series on which this is based? It's someone, well, it's Joe Hill. Who do you think he's the son of? A famous person. Jonah Hill. Not Benny Hill either. <laughs> Stephen King's Stephen King's son. So, 
The gist is, okay, here we go. So, uh, yeah, it's based on a comic book series. This family, uh, the, the father is killed and the mum takes the three kids to live in this ancestral home in Massachusetts where strange things start to happen. So it's got that kind of kids starting at a new high school vibe and they're kind of going to parties and their love lives. Then it's got the younger kid who somehow is kind of attuned to the weird stuff that's going on in the house. And he starts finding these mysterious keys. It's a great idea. And each of these keys, when you put it in a door, uh, it's accompanied by some kind of power. So it, there's one key that can take you wherever you want to go. Yep. There's one key that can that grants you a wish. There's going to be lots of them. But it's kind of unlocking the house of horrors as well, isn't it? Because yes. although it's really cool, it's really quite creepy. <sighs> it's got a girl um, down a well. Yeah, and, and the bit where um, he says... Hello, are you my echo? And then the voice returns says, I am your echo. I did get the chills that I got. Like the couple of moments I generally got the, the that hairs on the back of the neck sensation. So, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I think Although, it looks really good. One quibble. All right. Uh, perhaps I'm nitpicking. So you get a flashback to... And I don't know why I'm laughing about someone being brutally murdered. But the father <laughs> is killed by this guy who, who features in the series who, before he kills him, he says, you've got to tell me about this house, the key house. So you think, knowing that, why would the family then think, well, why don't we go and live in the key house? Well, That'd be a good idea, he, don't well, you think? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But there is, well, there is a... I think they caveat that, I think. there's a Well, they don't really. It's a nice you're house, right. though, isn't it? Lots of wood panelling. It's an amazing Lovely. house. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's huge. It's just scary mm. anyway, without it being magic. Um, but they, she says, he says, do we really want to stay here, doesn't he? Or something like that. Do we really want to be here? And she says, I have to have a home for my children. She had one before. But why it has to be there in the middle mm. of nowhere, no one will know. Strangely and, convenient setup. Yeah, and and there's one part where the key goes into like the back of someone's neck, and it turns and oh, it make, you, brings them to life. You've gone ahead of me there. It's uh, it it's really creepy, it but it's great, really really it good. Looks great, really good. Now you've got something hopefully a, a little bit lighter. Uh, I certainly do. So um, we have to all the boys. P.S. I still love you. Now let's listen to a clip, and then we can chat. So who's this guy you're dating? His name is Peter, and he and Large Demon would be together if it wasn't for me. Because he didn't even know she existed. But I mailed out a secret love letter she wrote for him. Can I talk to you? Technically, she wrote five. Anyway, he started fake dating to make his ex-girlfriend jealous. She went nuts. And cover up Large Jean's real crush. And then everything got all weird, and they started real dating on their totally real girlfriend and real boyfriend, and they are adorable. That's cool, actually. So um, this is a teen romantic comedy um, and it's based on Jenny Han's 2015 novel P.S. I Still Love You which I've actually just started reading because I think Have I probably you? Yeah God, you are Because I thought I should read it um, It's it's his light entertainment by comparison to the lock and key shall we say um, but it's one that I should be stereotypical but I am aren't I I think the girls will like it a lot Do you? It's not one for you is it Ian? I started watching this and <laughs> I didn't realise that there was a film that it follows so that it, yeah. immediately on from. So it picks right up. So it is about this. And now she's a high school girl. She's, she's going on her first date. I think yes. that's right. So it's a yes. series of firsts, isn't it? She's going on her first date. First having her first balance. And, and the kind of setup was she wrote all these love letters yes. to these different boys in the previous film. Her naughty younger sister, I like the younger sister actually, sent them all out. And now she's kind of, 
a series of events happen as a result of that. Exactly. And, and this continues in the, the new film. But the guy that she's with, that you see her, the, the, the boyfriend, is a very attractive man. They make yeah, a very attractive yeah. couple and you think, oh, you know. It's quite kind of normal, isn't then it? Then this other guy who's got the lesser turns up and yeah. puts paid to all that, really. I'd say I'm going to say two words to you. John Corbett. Okay. Plays the dad from Northern Exposure and Sex and the City in the City. Sex and the City. I always get it wrong. To me, he's the coolest guy who's ever been on telly, and he is the one that Carrie and Bradshaw should have ended up with because he was much nicer, wasn't he? I love the fact that you've been watching that so closely. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, he's in it, and he's just the greatest. I guess. I've got a total man crush on him. It's the focus isn't on him though specifically, no, is it? Though it's no, more on the girls. Hardly at all. I guess the, they're the, trying to set him up with a next door neighbour, aren't they? They, are, they, they want are. to get so, yeah, he they want him to get a romance, don't they? They it's do. Nice. They do. And I and I suppose the big question that everyone's trying to answer is: Can you can you be in love with two boys at one time? Well, can you? Yeah. Has this happened to you? I think it's feasible. Yeah. Why not? I mean, not everyone can have a whole package. We're not all in some you know, monogamy, are we? Got something another one's got something else have you ever been in love with two people hmm that's an interesting question right, we'll I'll revisit that you. we'll revisit that next week I, I, I <laughs> you, feel we, you lead me to really weird places I've heard <laughs> last that week before. it was Boris Johnson <laughs> well, you led yourself to that one with your weird dream <laughs> okay. which wasn't a sex dream now another change of pace here <laughs> Struggles you, you to continue. Don't week. say that when I'm introducing something. Uh, okay, this is a do- no. It's not a documentary. It's a dra- thriller about drug trafficking. Narcos, Mexico. Netflix, Thursday the thirteenth. Let's have a listen to a clip. We don't want to hurt you, but we will. I'm not going to ask you this twice. Give me a name. Yeah, Narcos or Narcos. I suppose it's Narcos, isn't it? I wasn't sure. Yeah, I've said Narcos, but it's probably Narcos. Did you watch the original series? No. I I just get on board with this. That was sort of about the rise of uh, Escobar, uh, the Colombian drug baron. As the title suggests in this one, the action has shifted to Mexico. So, again, it's about the illegal drug trade, and we're sort of following... Two characters in this. So the first one is introduced. He's like local law enforcement. But it turns out, while the the US military are sort of waging a war on the drug traffickers, which they can never win, like burning these fields and rounding people up. Uh, And then he he arrests uh, this trafficker. It turns out it's his brother and they're all in it together. So we're going to follow the rise of him in the drug trade, the police officer. And then we also meet this undercover agent um, called Kiki. And basically he's moving his wife and his son to Guadalajara. Uh, So we've got these two stories and they're both in their own way kind of working undercover, aren't they? Yeah. Is this something that you would enjoy? Well, I I kind of think it's not, but I'm listening to you talking now and I'm thinking it might be. I mean, is it just another drugs tale? There's plenty of these gone before. It's really well done. Uh, It's got a great voiceover with sort of archive footage of you know the military flying around in helicopters and burning things uh so it's very well made but i mean it is essentially a lot of kind of drug related 
violence, really, and so okay. a lot of very unpleasant characters. But so I suspect it's perhaps appeals more to guys. Um, so but it, yeah, it's if you're into that kind of thing, it's. But it's then having said quality. that, you see, I I always say oh, I don't really like violent stuff and what have you. But then the, some of the things that I've watched, like Gamora, which is about the kind of the mafia, incredibly violent, and um, you know the, the kind of that sort of scene that you're talking about now, and I really enjoyed that kind of thing. So gonna watch it all right now what have you got for me um well we've got castle rock series two yes of the stephen king horror anthology series i told you this was getting a bit you know it's a bit horror heavy isn't it really this horror. week the horror the horror <laughs> we have got a lot of horror um should we have a listen yes you want to tell me what you're doing in this place well that's a fine thing to say to a customer customer who has brought the host of problems to my town which already has enough problems you don't know a cock a thing about us. I am a big fan of the film Misery, which you may remember uh, from back in the day with James Kahn and Kathy Bates, based on a Stephen King novel. Okay. And so she played, he's an author who's in a car crash and she finds him and nurses him back to health but it turns out to be a complete psycho. Of course. And remember, she breaks his ankles in a particularly <laughs> nasty scene. And she won an Oscar for that role, I believe. Now, this, this isn't really, I mean, it's it's in Castle Rock, mm. which is which is this place created by Stephen King. Uh, it doesn't particularly bear relations to the first series. Here, it's all about the young Annie Wilkes, the nurse, who grew up to be Kathy Bates in Misery. Yeah. Ah. So we start off with her. She's kind of stumbling through these woods. She's all covered in blood. She's carrying this box, this mysterious box. Then we flash forward a bit. She's working as a nurse. She's stealing medication. She's on the run. And um, we follow the story from there. Uh, Someone I didn't spot when I was watching it, but after I looked at the cast list, Tim Robbins. Okay. He's in it. Yeah. So look oh, out for him. Wow. And then there's also a kind of backstory about um, uh, some African immigrants who are building a mall and the guys who run the existing mall are very angry and they're getting a bit heavy. So, yeah, I mean, the woman who's in it, I believe, was in Scandal. Okay. But, yeah, it's really well made. Uh, it is going to follow the Annie story through all the episodes. Um, is it very bloody? I mean, I struggle with casualty. I'm not going to lie. Not so far. It's 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 more of a psychological thriller because once she starts stops taking her medication, she starts to sort of hallucinate and become very paranoid. So yeah, it it looks okay. It looks good. It's obviously a moment in time for all these horrors. My moment in time. It's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose I'm going to have to ask you now to just give us a flavour. There's loads out this week. There's loads. Just give us a little selection box of uh, what else we've got. Um, well, Horse Girl. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. There was a horsey theme last week. Horse, no. So this is um, on. This is Netflix production um, out on Friday the 7th of Feb. And I think this looks really, really good. I don't know if you've seen anything about it, um, but it is, it's a girl, funnily enough, about a horse or with a horse. Um but it's like she's possessed. So you see her journey through. Now, her grandmother, um, they just thought she'd gone mad. She, she's, she's now no longer with us. But she 
they thought she was going mad, but it seems like she may be possessed like her grandmother was. Possessed by a horse. Not possessed by a horse, but she thinks that she ends up in places that she doesn't know how she got there. That happens to me when I drink heavily. (laughs) She's not drunk on this occasion. Um, And she says she can hear the future, but people think she's kind of mad, so she sees therapists and... Uh, people that might be able to help her. But she talks about alien abdu- is alien abduction real and she can see into the future. It's it's really good. Okay. I really like the look of it. I'm going to rattle through a few more. So we weren't able to watch this one, unfortunately, but this does look good. Mythic Quest colon mm. Raven's Banquet. So that's on Apple TV. Uh, it's a new comedy about video game developers. Yes. And it stars Rob McKellany from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which, of course, you can binge on Netflix, I believe, to your <laughs> you heart's believe, content. Correct. And F. Murray Abraham. We've also got The Coldest Game on Netflix, Saturday the 8th of Feb. A Cold War thriller starring Bill Pullman. I love Bill Pullman. And he's playing a chess grandmaster. What else have you got for me? Um, we've got Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix, Thursday the 13th of Feb. Yes. Um, this is another interesting one. It's kind of a... She, basically, she doesn't see anyone that she doesn't want to see, it seems. Um, and she lives like... What appears to be an imaginary world. Oh, okay. So, um, yes, yeah, she only sees what she different. wants to see. So if like, she's getting her cornflakes for breakfast, for example, she knows where to get them and get them out. But if she'll walk into a room and she's introduced someone, she doesn't want to see it, she doesn't hear it, she doesn't see the person. Well, that would be useful in my thing. job. <laughs> <laughs> it um, would. And most importantly in this is Aidan Turner. <sighs> yes, like, we like everybody Aiden. loves Aidan Turner. Not that I've seen so far, but it would be sad if he didn't. He must be fed up with people referring <laughs> to that. Other things you might want to revisit, well, series one of Flack, which you remember was the PR sort of comedy drama, was yeah. it, starring, this is another tricky one pronunciation-wise, is it Anna Paquin? Paquin? Paquin. Paquin. Anyway, that, she was... Over to you guys. She was in the piano, wasn't she? She was. Years ago. Uh, that's very amusing. We also have The Hour Fantastic with Dominic West. Uh, that's going to arrive on BritBox on Thursday, the 13th. Are you loving BritBox at the moment? Are you getting involved? I think people are going to be a bit reluctant to pay for terrestrial content, perhaps. But there's not yeah, that much, no, for right. instance, there's not that much on iPlayer, is there? So, I mean, there is great stuff. There's also uh, the Up series. I think that's all about the seven up, the kids mm. the kids growing up and following them every seven years. Um, Les Miserables, They're Thursday the 6th. you see. And I've talked about this before yeah. with Jason Watkins. The Lost Honour of Christopher Jeffries. Brilliant. Watch it, Thursday the 6th on Britbox. Which brings me nicely, <laughs> as I stumble over those nice words, segue. to ask you, Hannah, what have you been binging? Well... Given that I write so much about Meghan Markle, am I allowed to call her that anymore? Oh, yes, yeah. Meghan Markle. Yes, she's yes, she's she stood down that one. <laughs> um, I've been watching Suits. I love Suits. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, but I always like to because it's quite hard in a way to imagine that. I mean, Hollywood star is probably going a bit far, isn't it, with her? But she certainly was a, an actress or is, and it's interesting to see. The person that we write about, yeah. the Duchess of Sussex, um, back on our screens. Yeah. Um, I, I, did you watch any of the series? I didn't. Is it about men wearing suits? 
It's, yes, men do wear suits and it. so do the women, in fact. It's about oh, a legal office. Yes. So it's really interesting if you like. Yeah. Um, and it's a quality series, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. And Gabriel Spector plays Harvey. Very attractive. Very easy on the eye, shall <laughs> okay. we say. Something for everyone that your there. John Corbett <laughs> moment. And then I've also been watching um, A Very Modern Love, which is on Amazon Prime. All right. Um, I'm, I'm quite hooked on Amazon Prime you at the are, moment. It's got a, it's a basically it's a collection of uh, the most popular essays from um, the New York Times Modern Love column. Um, but they have some really great, great actors and actresses. So in there. brought them to life. Have yes. They? So they're oh, sort of short, short okay. stories, if you like. Um, but Dev Patel's uh, been in one of them. Tina Fey, oh. Anne Hathaway. I love all these people. Yeah, they're, it's really, really good. Brilliant. Really good. Oh, right. That sounds very, very good. Um, and also um, Life in Pieces, um, which is kind of a family comedy told through different members of the family. Okay. They're very short, right. sort of 10-minute bursts of stories. Mm-hmm. It's quite funny. It's very light entertainment. Well, I feel I, I feel I've underperformed this week because... <laughs> uh, Never. That's top not possible. Gear, top Gear. I, I went back. It's hardly a binge watch, but I watched their... Um, their Nepal special, which was on over well, the Christmas. original or the this was the one that was over well, the over Christmas, Christmas one. Okay, and I watched the first in the new series, and I've got to say, I was absolutely. I mean, I did have a bottle of wine open, but I was, it, but it was early evening, so I hadn't drunk that much of it. I was hooting with laughter. They, they, they Freddie Flintoff does a bungee jump in a car, uh, then they go to this golf driving range and they're each of them wears a funny outfit and they're driving their car around and everyone's trying to hit them with golf balls i mean it was it i mean i can see you shaking your head <laughs> but, but i think they've got great chemistry and they're very very funny well, i prefer it i prefer it to the classic it. the classic lineup i know that's controversial but i think that. they've embraced it i think everyone yeah. else has tried to make it their own but actually they they have made it their own but in the same vein as kind of what they used to do in a way, haven't they? Because they always used to do mad things. Yeah, they kind of brought back the mucking about, but without the, well, I yeah. don't want to say racism, but I am going to say it, and without the punching the producer. Which is all that kind of, which all is that a much better place and kind to of be. Less, less bullying, I would say, as well. Well, you certainly don't hear any sort of leaked stories of anything like that, do you? It seems a much nicer place to be. And I, I mean, Freddie Flintoff is brilliant with whatever he does because he's he is fearless. He, but he, he's fearless, but he's just yes. himself. But he's fearsely competitive. I mean, you can see he's that. He's very manly, isn't Liga he? Era. Yeah. They're very tall. And Let's poor little Chris moment. Harris, he's a, quite. He's much shorter, isn't he? He's so much they, shorter. They, it looks quite comical, the, the contrast. And he, he mucks in. He's coming to his own in this series, isn't he? Because yeah. he was already on board for the LeBlanc Evans reboot, mm. which didn't really work. That didn't work. But now he's a key player and he's great. He really is. They I, all add a little something. Uh, yeah, they do. They work they work really, really well together. This will shock you. <laughs> what have you got? I've been me? watching London Live. Okay. Yeah, the London TV channel, which is owned by the owners of the Evening Standard. And um, they usually have very obscure, awful films on most of the time. But they've got this great little series called London Districts. Okay. Okay. And each one is a little potted history of an area of London. And the guy who makes it also narrates it, but he does it in this. This is, for example, he might say, Peckham is an area in the London <laughs> borough of Southwark. He just says it all really quietly in a monosome. But it's full of... I got to that age. I want facts. I like, I read 
factual books. I watch documentaries. I'm more into that. So I'm recommending it. I mean, it's, you can't, it's not really available to no, binge. You're going to have to record it. Isn't it. But um, it's time for the big question. It and is. this relates to something that you've been doing this week, something very exciting. Yes. So I'm going to ask the question, then you can explain why it is the big question. My question is, is Mrs. Brown's boys funnier than Fleabag? Why is that this week's big question, Hannah? Well, that is because the National Television Awards Ooh. took place, which <laughs> I attended. Yes. Uh, the David Walliams Show, it's also known as <laughs> now. Um, and Mrs. Brown's Boys won yes. an award. It's very popular. It came out better than Fleabag. Now... It's the People's Awards. It's the People's Awards. There's been Not a lot critics. of controversy about this because... Right. Because David Williams didn't wear trousers. <laughs> well, there is that. Um, <laughs> no, but people are like, why? Why? What's so funny about this? But it always does well. We, we talked mm, about it at Christmas. They, it. They, people absolutely... And, the, and like you say, it's the People's Vote. So they have picked up the phone, gone online, done whatever they needed to do to vote for that. And there is a there was quite a sense of shock, I think, in the in, in the O2 really, when they went up. And I think even they are a bit shocked actually. But they're doing something right, which David Wallims wasn't when he took his trousers off, in my opinion. <laughs> I felt that was a bit far. Oh dear. Well I did go and try to binge watch Mrs. Brown's boys on the basis of this win. I watched the very, very first episode. How did you get along? It's got something. I can Has see why it? people like it. I did also oh. on BBC iPlayer, you can try and watch the uh, movie, mm-hmm. Mrs. Brown's Boys, the movie. Now, that is not good, I would say. It didn't mm-hmm. really transfer to the big screen. But I can see why, and especially when it goes wrong and they all muck about and improvise, because it's in front of a studio audience, isn't yeah. it? And they love it when it all goes wrong they and do. then Brendan and starts, starts improvising. Yeah, and- I think it's certainly got its place, yeah. And if I could get one laugh out of it, I'd kind of oh, be on board, but I just struggle with the whole way thing. Harsh. <laughs> I sit there wow. and think, well, how is this even a thing? How? <laughs> okay. But it is a thing, well, and I need to accept that. But the National I mean, Television that's... Awards was very, very fun, very amusing at times. Apart from your journey home, which was a horror show. A horror show yes. South Worst Trains. <laughs> if you're listening, well, you're they, dreadful. They may lose their franchise. Oh, so thank God. There we go. Nationalise it. Before we get on to the train franchises uh, in full, let's have a quick look at what's coming up next week. What are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Uh, what are we going to be talking yeah. about? Um, we are going to be talking about Visible, uh, which is on Apple TV. Yes. Uh, and that's on Friday the 14th of February, which is Valentine's Day, oh, no less. Oh, special Valentine's yeah. themed <laughs> podcast next week. Okay. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Let's do great. that. We can make that happen. All right. What Who's in we... it? Tell me more. I'm... Uh, we've got Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. Um, we've got uh, Poses Billy Porter. All right. And Modern Families, Jesse Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few of the stars contributing to the series, um, which is about LGBTQ representation. Um, you know, what more can you say about it? I it's should be, be watching. You should be watching. But in the meantime, you should keep, keep watching. watching.